This is what happens every time when there are actual clues that are being given to people about how to stay and have a mental stable mind. I want to preach about, I want to preach a sermon I've entitled Mental Stability and Witchcraft. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mental stability in witchcraft. And I want you to, like as we read the scripture, don't look for all of the specifics. I want you to get the idea that when the kingdom of God is established, there is a stance against mental instability. And it may not be a perfect science immediately, but over time, as you live for God, as you do what is right in the eyes of God, your mind will come back to you. And, you'll, and you will slowly but surely recover from whatever you've come out of. And where you would have been at 55 and 60, you will not be. Does that make sense? So where you, uh, th- you may think that you're strong, but as you get older, you can't. It, it's like an old person that doesn't care what they say anymore. Okay? They're incontinent. They can't control themselves anymore because their body is breaking down. What you are able to control today, you will not be able to control later on if the demons continue to have their way with you. So I want you to uh, look with me, if you would, to the book of Acts, chapter 19. I do want to read one testimony that I found, if I could share it with you real quickly. Uh, This woman is speaking. She says, Witchcraft runs strongly in my family and always has. In my maternal ancestry, many generations of black magic and dark art have been practiced by the females and males in my genetic line. My mom has been a witch, my aunt with schizophrenia, my grandmother and my great-grandmother. I came from a cursed family tree. Both my mother and her sister, my aunt, with severe schizophrenia, notice that these are connected, worship of the devil and schizophrenia, okay, made a pact with Satan when they were young girls. They called themselves the SOS, or Sisters of Satan. They also cut themselves and allowed blood to be sacrificed from them. They could move things with their mind and pronounce curses on, uh, that were strong on their enemies. Each of the witches in my family have made a pact with Satan that their daughters would serve him and devote their lives to practicing evil and curses. The opposite of how Christians dedicate their children to God while infants. I was dedicated to Satan. Our family has always had many cases of schizophrenia, including me. I did not willingly make a pact with Satan. The curse fell on me ignorantly. And I realized what happened after years of medication, hospitalization due to suicidal attempts, and severe psychosis coupled with confusion and failure in everything I did, never getting any better, only worse. My life dramatically changed afterward, though. I renounced all the curses in the name of Jesus Christ. I asked him to forgive my mom, my grandmother, and myself, and anyone that I could think of that would have participated in the witchcraft that we were involved in, and atone for the sin of our family. He did. I have found more freedom. I want, this is what I want you to pay close attention. I have found more freedom than I had ever known before, though I still struggle with overcoming this curse fully. I do not currently take antipsychotics or any other chemical meds. I haven't for 10 years. I do not see therapists or claim the name of schizophrenia. 
I only identify myself as such when needed to communicate effectively to others that I was cursed with and what I battle with. Yes, I do still battle, but it has been a winning battle now. I just wanted to share with you this all because I know that you can be free as well. This worked for me, and I hope that it can work for you as well. It is a testimony of somebody who is being affected in their mental state. Now, in the Bible, there's a whole story in the book of Acts chapter 19 speaking about this. And I want you just to, to see the bigger picture of what's happening here because the, the kingdom of Satan is being pushed back by the ministry of Pentecostal people here. Verse number 11. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons Uh, were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them by handkerchiefs. Interesting ministry. (laughs) Verse 13, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus uh, uh, over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was, had, uh, was leaped on him overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known uh, uh, both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed... Listen closely, verse number 18. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. This is in the church, and this is why they're getting free, because they confessed and told their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Let's pray real quick. Father, we ask you to bless this sermon, Lord God, in this time. Help people to push back on what Satan is trying to do in their lives. Deliver them, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray tonight. Amen. I want to give you two illustrations. He mentioned about Africa. In Africa, witchcraft has to do with throwing bones. So in the African tribes, there'll be a witch doctor, uh, and this witch doctor is a professional at taking chicken bones, and he learns to throw these bones, and however the bones uh, uh, fall into the dirt, he reads the future from those bones. That is African witchcraft. In the Western world, we also have witchcraft as well. It's called astrology. Astrology is the number one cult in the entire world. It's in every small magazine, in every small little uh, circular in Africa, in our little neighborhood. It was in there, these astrological signs. That is white man's witchcraft, and this is black man's witchcraft in Africa. But they are the same thing, and they lead to the same place. I want you to listen closely, sister and brother. Listen, there is a demonic force that is not happy that you are saved. It doesn't matter that that you've made a number of declarations. That demon spirit still wants to drive you crazy. And it will spend the rest of its life trying to drive you crazy and take something from your past and drag it into the present so that you are not mentally stable. And unstable people are worthless to the kingdom of God. You need people that you can rely upon. You need people who are faithful. You need people who work jobs. You need people who are good examples. Can everybody say amen? You do not need a bunch of crazy people. You need stable people. We can start with some crazy people, but we need to get these people stable. 
And part of me preaching this is to get you stable, to get these demons off of your back. So I want to talk to you, first of all, about repackaged paganism. So I'm going to mention a bunch of them. I don't want to spend too much time here, but I want to mention just a few of these. Divination, the definition of it is prying into the future by means of magical arts. Superstitious incantations and interpretations of natural signs. Astrology is divination, by the way, by consulting the planets and stars, which is entirely unscientific, by the way. There's not a single scientist that agrees with astrology, uh, by the way. The definition is a pseudoscience based on the notion that all the positions of the moon, the sun, and the stars affect human affairs, and that one can foretell the future by studying these stars. My mother, being a hippie, was into astrology. She was into tarot cards. She was into all of that. And when I got saved, we completely renounced that past. Can you say amen? You also may have come from some type of witchcraft in your background. And we're going to cut those ties tonight. The word charmer is one who tied magical knots, cast spells over people, and used hypnosis. This is mentioned in another scripture in Ezekiel. Chapter 13, it talks about these people tying uh, strings on people's wrists. When we were in Israel, uh, these people run around, and as you're walking through the market, they come up with these red strings, and they want to tie this red string around you. These are charms meant to bring you good luck. Christians, by the way, can get involved in this as well. At the Christian bookstore in Phoenix, Arizona, they had these uh, things that you could buy at the counter. They were little crosses that you put in your pocket. And this type of idea that you can buy a talisman that's going to keep you safe. And all of you have probably heard stories about somebody who had a cross in their pocket and somebody shot them and a bullet ricocheted off it. Okay? <laughs> who have heard some of these stories, right? And I was, I was so lucky. Look, luck is related to Lucifer, by the way. Okay? You weren't lucky. Something happened that somehow you were safe. But we don't believe in talisman. We believe in the blood of Jesus. Okay? There's a totally different thing. And God will not let you dabble in talismans and also be a born-again Christian. It's not okay with God that you do this. I remember having praying for somebody, and they said to me, uh, Yeah, please pray for me at your church. I've got every church in town praying for me. Well, I don't want every church in town praying for me. Because some of these people contact demons to try to get people healed. They contact demons to try to fix people. That's why they're called witch doctors, because there was ways of getting healed by the devil. So this is something you need to understand, is that there's another thing called a medium, one who consults with familiar spirits, one with a divining uh, demon spirit that is present within their bodies. These are called familiar spirits because of the intimacies that they have with demons. Related to a necromancer, one who pretends to be able to call up the dead by incantations. All of these, uh, I'm sure that you are aware, are are demonic in nature and can curse a person if not careful. These are all part of pagan religion. And it's been repackaged today to make it sound like it makes sense, like astrology. All of the heathen cultures were corrupted by paganism. The idea is that the physical world was controlled by spiritual beings... Or demons. The goal is to discern what demon controlled what phenomenon and then learn to manipulate that demon. This was done by presenting offerings, incantations, ceremonies, and rituals. And we can see them today in our culture in new packages. 
Has there been involvement in any of the following areas of your life uh, or your family history? Fortune telling, uh, reading or following horoscopes, being hypnotized, yoga, transcendental meditation, and any other kind of passive meditation, or put your mind in a passive state in order to pray or to seek guidance. All of this swept into Christianity, by the way, uh, in the early 1970s, and in many areas is still in Christianity. Have you ever consulted a medium, attended a seance or a spiritualist meeting, had a life or reincarnation reading for your life, consulted a Ouija board, uh, uh, played cards, uh, crystal balls, even for fun, out of curiosity or even in earnest. One of the biggest movies was a, was a movie called Jumanji that had a lot to do with the Ouija board. Some of you may have been playing Ouija at some point. This is a demonic game. Things move in that game. I've never played it, but I, I understand that things move in that game. And they, most people who have played it said that it is a supernatural experience been given a charm or a talisman or any kind of thing like that for protection. Have you ever read or possessed occult or spiritual literature such as books on astrology, interpretation of dreams, metaphysics, Dianetics, Scientology, Christian science, which is neither Christian nor science, by the way, Mormonism, religious cults. I've, we've seen people come out of Mormonism and they need to renounce that false doctrine. It will destroy you if not careful. Worn the magic underwear. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Fortune telling, magic, ESP, clairvoyance, psychic phenomenons, or occult or magical books. The reason why I'm covering all of that minutia is because I want you to be aware if you have touched any of these things, you need to break that curse on your life and put your full faith in Jesus Christ. And only in the blood of Jesus Christ because there is no other way and he's not going to allow you even after being saved for years to then include it in your salvation package again. Take an LSD or any other mind-altering drugs, possessed any occult or pagan religious objects, had your handwriting analyzed, practiced mental suggestion, cast a magic spell or psychic experiences, practiced astral travel, telepathy, telekinesis, or any forms of extrasensory perception, watched horror movies. This is a huge one. Some of the biggest uh, spreaders of wickedness today are horror films. Can everybody say amen? If this was your enjoyment before you got saved, you need to repent. And in some of those films, they are downright demonic. And I only saw one, and one of them is still going on in my mind. Even as I mention it, it comes up in my mind. How is it that I can be up here preaching, full of the Holy Ghost, and still remember full portions of that movie? Because it is demonic. Horror films are demonic. And I don't know, there's a whole new slew of them that have come out, and I don't know which ones you may have seen or not seen, but make no mistake about it, it is demonic. I want to talk to you secondly about God's opinion and the results of this. First of all, you know that he hates it, right? Deuteronomy 18.9 says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Everybody say with me, abominations. These are abominations to God. Even if you seem to have some friendliness to some of these type of practices, to God, they're an abomination. Now you are to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Okay? And this and you making a decision to do that is going to mean the difference between mental stability and the lack of mental stability. You you want to dabble in those things? You want to play flirt with those things? I want to tell you my friend, at long term it's going to affect your mental thinking. 
Because God does not play on these issues. You will either want to be free, you will either take God's opinion on these things and repent of these things and cut all ties from them and anything else that is ever comes up to you, you will repent of. I want to give you one illustration. Uh, when I was a missionary in South Africa, I went to Turkey on the, on the fellowship tour, and this was in 2004. And as we were going through one of the sites where Paul had been, we went to the seven churches of Revelation. All, at all of these sites, there are all sorts of pieces of pottery. And they believe that most of this pottery comes from the roofs that were over these places. So all the walls came down, obviously. It's been thousands of years since these things. But some of the shards are still there. And so I'm, as I'm walking through, I see this shard, and I, and I lean down to pick it up. And I thought this would be interesting, you know, to have something from Turkey that's from Thyatira, uh, some of the things that are mentioned in the Bible. And I thought this would be interesting. And as I, I took it home, I had it sitting on my desk. I was going to show it to my church in Africa. I decided that wasn't such a good idea. And I'll tell you why. Because there is something in African religion that says the moment that they touch it, they'll think to themselves, maybe Paul drank out of this cup. And there's a connection there that I did not want them to have. Okay? I told you the biggest cult in the world is white man's religion, but in Africa it is black man's religion is to throw the bones and to believe in things that somehow have power. Paul may have drunk out of this cup and maybe I can get some power from the cup. And that's the type of thing that I'm talking about because everybody is looking for power in their life. Can I get an amen tonight? You're looking for power whether you know it or not. The power to overcome your own nature. The power to live right. The power to uh, gain wealth, the power to do this, the power to do that. And if you thought that there was another way to get it outside of the blood of Jesus Christ, you might access that. And that's why I'm preaching this tonight, because I want you to be completely set free. God's opinion is he hates it. Deuteronomy 18, 12. For all who do such things are an abomination to the Lord. God forbids them and calls them abominations. He's hateful, detestable things is the way that he describes them. This is the exact opposite of when God delights in something and loves something. In this statement, he says, I absolutely am detested by these things. Divination, spiritism, magic practices, any involvement in false religion and cults is absolutely forbidden. Both practice and participation in them are condemned by God and they bring a curse upon individuals and families. As we read in this testimony tonight, it brings curses upon families and this woman's trying to shake it. She's off the meds. She's not seeing a psychiatrist. She's not claiming schizophrenia, but she still sits in church, still being washed by the power of the word, but it takes a while. Can everybody say amen? It's not going to happen overnight. We'll pray for people and we're fighting against those demons. And what I want you to pay close attention to in this scripture is you can see that handkerchiefs are being brought to people and they're being delivered. Uh, Other good things are happening here. And the Bible says that they started confessing their deeds, burning their books. It was a process. Can everybody say amen? To get rid of these demons, amen, we will pray for you, we will cut some ties tonight, but it is a process. And the longer that you sit under Bible preaching, the more those demons that are going to go away. Say, well, I already heard what pastor has to say a thousand times. It doesn't matter, you need to hear it again. 50% of preaching is reminding, by the way. I hope I can give you a fresh revelation this week, but if I just remind you of what you should be doing, we should be okay. 
Let me give you a few more scriptures. Leviticus 20, 27. A man and a woman who is a medium or who has a familiar spirit shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall not uh, shall, uh, shall be upon them. I'm not telling you to go stone a bunch of witches tonight, but I am telling you this. Stay away from them. Stay out of their presence. Exodus twenty two eighteen. You shall not permit a sorceress to live. Leviticus nineteen twenty six. You shall not eat anything with the blood, nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them, because I am the Lord your God, and it should be good enough that I am the Lord your God. That's basically what it's saying. It's saying, all the, you don't need these mediums. You don't need these soothsayers because I am the Lord your God and I have your future in my hands. So you don't need somebody to read your future. You don't need to look at a crystal ball because you have God on your side. God's opinion is that he is detested by these things. Jeremiah 27, verses 9 and 10. Therefore, do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, or your sorcerers who speak to you, saying, You shall not serve the king of Babylon. For this they prophesy a lie to you to remove you far from your land, and I will drive you out, and you will perish. Revelations 21, 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable murderers, sexually immoral sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their place in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Obviously, these things have no place in the life of a Christian. But Satan's strategy is to mix mix spiritist, pagan thought and practice with Christianity. Spiritist sees the real power of God and immediately exposes his false powers. In this portion of scripture, the sons of seven sons of Sceva, they say, man, we really want this power that you have. It is always attractive to demonic people to see the power and they're drawn to the power, but they don't want to repent of their witchcrafts. The goal is to blur the line, to confuse the unsaved and to keep them from really repenting of their sins. It's, it's, it's not okay with God to add talismans to your deliverance from, by Jesus Christ. There's no need to change what we are involved in because we can be set free once and for all. Now, this is not a neutral thing. Spiritists oppose the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can see this in Acts chapter 13. Notice that he says in, in this portion of scripture, he says that they were being delivered by the handkerchiefs that this man had. And I know that sounds like TV evangelism, but it really happened. God really did move through this man's ministry. Not by chance that everyone that I've met who has ever been involved in uh, wicked Christian doctrines like Mormonism, Christian science, all the false religions, almost all of them have a tinge of the demonic on their life. The divinity of Jesus Christ, they deny. The virgin birth, they deny. The trinity, they deny. The blood sacrifice of Jesus, they deny. Bodily resurrection from sin and judgment, they deny because they are not of Christ and thus they cannot represent Christ. So God's opinion of this is that it is demonic. Can everybody say amen? And it is an abomination to God that you mix yourself at all. I'm just telling you, you need to be very careful when somebody hands you a talisman, a cross, or any of those things. There's a reason why, when as Pastor Mitchell is praying for people, he will many times ask them, if they're not getting healed, he'll start to look around their neck for something. Does anybody know what that is? It's called a talisman. Okay, And then, then they'll say, let me see your wrist. And he'll start going through it. What is this? What is this? And what is this? You go, what a rude man of God. No, he's not rude. He just knows that this woman's not going to get delivered until she gives up on the talismans. 
You see, just even standing up on that platform, something is holding this woman or this man back from being healed, and he's trying to deal with it right now to get their, their faith off of the talisman and into Jesus Christ. Okay? So you and I are sitting in church tonight, and we need to make sure that we don't allow ourselves to then be cursed once again by connecting ourselves with something that somebody gave us or we've started to believe in the luck of talismans again. Besides sending you to hell, involvement in the occult results in oppression and bondage. As a practitioner or a participant, it is impossible for Christians to be possessed by any other spirit but the Holy Spirit. But Christians can open themselves up to satanic oppression and an attack in their personalities and in their lives. And this is where you get depressed Christians. You get Christians that are still struggling with schizophrenia still having mental issues, still taking medication and all of that because they are still being oppressed by the devil. Not, in, uh, in, not uh, in filled with the devil, but they are being oppressed by the devil. Mental problems and uncontrollable emotions, excessive self-pity, depression, thoughts of suicide, overwhelming and continuing fear in their lives, anxiety, excessive uh, uncontrollable temper, hatred, and religious delusions. All of these have to do with demonic oppression and attack upon people's minds. How many people want to have a whole mind? Okay, I'm going to tell you, your mind is connected to your body. And if your mind goes crazy, your body's going to fall apart very quickly. It's not going to know what to eat. It's not going to know how to take care of itself. It's not going to know anything. And you actually become useless. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about a man that went crazy and they brought the man into the king. And the king says to him, what can I do with a crazy man? And God would ask you the same question tonight. What can God do with somebody who's lost their mind? Somebody who has allowed Satan over a long period of time to reconnect them to all the demonic things they were involved in before. This is why your family can't be trusted sometimes. I'm sorry. I I love your family. Tremendous people. (laughs) But guess what? They're not saved. I'm sorry. They're just not saved. Okay? And because they're not saved, they will never understand this word of God until they are saved. So they're never going to get it. You're never going to get them to understand what you're doing because this book is an enigma to anybody who's not truly born again. So they don't take this stuff seriously at all. Well, everybody, I've got every church from town praying for me. I don't want every church in town praying for me. I don't want everybody to touch me. I don't want anybody to lay hands on me that I don't know truly is a child of God. Because spirits can be transferred like that. And if you say, if you say well, uh, you, 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 this is just your opinion. Let me just tell you how the psychologists, uh, this, do you know that they have no solutions really for psychiatric people? All they have is drugs. And these drugs are simply meant to get people under control so they can get the handcuffs on them and put them in a room. Okay, by the way, okay, ask anybody who's in psychiatry how many people they have healed. Oh, they might be able to keep somebody on the street for a few years, but they haven't healed anybody. They will tell you themselves that they have never healed anybody. So what is this? It is demonic influence, no doubt about it. Because they can't describe it. It's, it's, it's not a chemical imbalance. It's, it's not those things. I know that people mess themselves up so bad spiritually sometimes that yes, their mind is messed up uh, chemically, but that's not where it started, my friend. And that's a fact. And th- these people cannot even debate it. And if they, if we, they were sitting here tonight, they, w- they would just sit there quiet because they would have nothing to say because they don't have any solutions. 
You and I do have solutions. Okay, And for you to sit here, and this is why I so desperately want you to hear what I have to say, because some little bit of what you might hear tonight might help one of your relatives. Maybe you have been delivered. Maybe all those things have been delivered from you, but you need to be educated on witchcraft and how it works in people's lives. It normally makes people unstable, where they start to talk to themselves and all of that. I, I've, we had a, an, an evangelist, have an evangelist in our fellowship that used to work at a mental hospital. And he came to preach me years and years ago when I was in Phoenix. And he had just come on. It's Dennis Wright. Many of you would know who he is. He's an evangelist in Prescott. And he said he used to work in a mental hospital. And you ever see these people that are talking to themselves? Okay, well, he would work in those hallways with all these people that are talking to themselves. And he goes, do you know what they're saying? And I said, I've never been able to understand what they're saying. He goes, about 90% of them are cursing God underneath their breath. So as they have their head down, they're you don't hear what they're saying, but most of them are cursing God. Basically, their mind has been let go, and today they're crazy because they've lost it. Okay? You may not need this sermon tonight, but I hope that somebody in your family gets delivered because you know the answers. Okay? When the kingdom of God comes down, that people are healed, evil spirits leave, mental stability comes back to people, people go back to work, and good things begin to happen for families. This is why I'm preaching this today. Because mental and physical conditions are connected. Chronic physical ailments that do not respond to prayer or treatment. Some are blindness, cataracts, skin problems, rashes, and moving pain. I want to talk to you lastly about cleansing and freedom. Maybe you don't have all of these things that I mentioned, but what is your attitude towards them? I want to go back to our portion of Scripture and just read verses 17 through 20. The Bible says, these words, and it became known to both all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed <clears throat> came confessing and telling their deeds. Their deeds in what? They had been involved in the witchcraft and demonic influence upon their lives. <clears throat> and also many who had brought magic books and their books together and burned them in the sight of all. They counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. How many people want this church to grow? You want this church to grow? You want to be a blessing to, your, to the body of Christ? Well, this is how it's done, is that the kingdom of God starts to, and people start to see the results in your life, and they say, I want to go to that church. These people, I knew that girl. She was half nuts. And now she's in church and in her right mind. Okay. This is exactly what happened in the, in the days of Jesus. This one was delivered. He said, go into the city and tell everybody what has done, been done for you. He did that, and thousands were saved because of those influences. And as you and I are building churches in Los Angeles, we got a lot of crazy people in Los Angeles. Amen. Guess what they need to see? Some sane people. <laughs> people who go to work on Monday, not drunk. Okay. <laughs> People who don't start losing it slowly but surely as they get older. I've, I've, I'm uh, dealing with my mother-in-law right now. She's 88 years old, but she has walked with the Lord for 60 years. She's lived a good life, and she never lost her mind. She was a snarky, sarcastic little girl. <laughs> our our mother-in-law loved her dearly, was a great blessing to my life all those years because she kept her mind on Christ. I, as I went through, started going through some of her stuff at her, at her nursing home where she was at, she had a book called My Utmost for His Highest. You know, anybody who reads that book has a real relationship with God. 
And so, but you can see in her, I've seen it play out both in her father, uh, her, her husband and my mother's father was a, was a born-again Christian, got saved in a Billy Graham crusade in the 1950s. Uh, she, she also, they walk with the Lord for years and years, and there's nothing more beautiful. As sad as it is to see them go, they, let, they have almost no regrets in life. And they kept their mental stability. He was 88. She's 88 right now. Okay? Maybe she's going to go be with the Lord. But either way, she's lived a wonderful life. Can you say amen? amen. And if you ever want to have a long, prosperous, blessed life, see your great-grandchildren. She has a whole bunch of grands and great-grands uh, out there. She was able to see all of this, be a blessing to them, instill things into these children's lives. If you ever want that, you're going to want the freedom that Jesus can bring. This is an awesome opportunity for you and I because we have the freedom knowledge that we need. Maybe you don't do all of these things, but you know what I'm talking about. So oppose Satan. You must be free from his power. And the way to freedom is to confess, renounce, repent of all involvement. Admit that it is a sin and it is an abomination to God that you ever had anything to do with this. Confess your involvement in that and repent of your sins. Amen. I'd like you to bow your heads with me for a moment as we close. We're going to do a few more things here tonight. In fact, I'm going to look up one more scripture that I want to read to you. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 13.